All right, David, uh, let's get this started. In the words of my one of my ultimate favorite animes, three, two, one, let's jam. Wow, I mean, I wasn't even going there. Great start to the episode. Here we go. Welcome, one and all, to episode number 12. I'm getting better at the naming number conventions here, ladies and gentlemen. How exciting. Well, here we are, folks. We're at the end of the year. With that, my name is Brian Ortiz. Don't you mean Brian, son of Ortiz? My name is Brian, son of Ortiz. (laughs) And I'm David Castle. And welcome to Life's a Wreck. And what is the heck of that weird name mean to all of you people who are joining us now? And if you're joining us now, why are you joining us all the way at 12? Go to the back and then catch up. You're going to miss all the great dick jokes. Life is nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another through the use of pop culture social lubrication. Another dirty way for me to say that I'm just trying to enter your emotional soul, David. And what does that mean? Well, every week we talk about and discuss a topic of conversation, usually something in pop culture. And one day, one week, you will give me the topic and you will ask me questions and you'll learn about me. And then the next week, I will do the same to you and I will learn about you. And then at the end of the show, we will recap and and discuss what we learned about each other in the hopes that we come closer we become better friends and my goal is for you to become a very close lover to me and so that is the inevitable goal of this podcast it's one huge way for me to court you into lovemaking david hey buddy welcome to the end of the year how you doing I'm doing good. I'm I'm still a little shocked by the intro. Um, Which part? You've, you've <laughs> never. Well, first off, you did you, like pit stains were gone. That's a really good sign. Why do you call me out on blast every time? Okay, do you know I have a sweating problem? I'm a big boy. <laughs> and second, we will talk about the son of Orthy reference one one of these days. A full episode will be dedicated to what you'll be disappointed when I legally change my name to John Constantine because that's the coolest <laughs> name ever. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to say that hockey names have some of the best names, and one of them was a kid that got drafted several years ago. His name was Blade Man Dixon. Whoa, Blade Man Dixon? The Man Dixon being hyphenated. Blade Man Dixon. Dude, that is a... First of all, just even aside from the last name, Blade, what a name, dude. It's like naming your kid Turbo. Okay, nothing. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> no, well, no. zero response Those, are, those are not in the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Why is, why is it that I think that the epitome of names is turbo and laser? Is it because I watched too much American Gladiators as a kid? Maybe, <laughs> but I'm not to blame for that. We are often on different wavelengths. Uh, I, I didn't I understand what you were going for. It's just, it, it was like, you were like um, Steve Carell's character in 40-Year-Old Virgin when he's like describing like a breast and just like... <laughs> It's like when you grab a bag of sand. And I'm talking about Blade Man Dixon. You're like, yeah, like when you, your kid's name Turbo, like Turbo tur- Turtle Power. No, no, it would have been Turbo Laser Ortiz, dude. Okay. What a cool name for my son and or daughter. 
when you add the last name, it does give it like a little bit more uh, spice, yeah. if you will. Maybe that sounds kind of low key racist. It gives mm, it spice because yeah. It's well, why did you choose but, spice of all things, dude? Just because it's Ortiz, dude. All right. Well, my little dude, super mean. Okay. This was David, a terrible tangent. I apologize. This, uh, this is your fault. I blame you for being high key racist, and I'll make sure to put that in our notes for this episode. Uh, David, we've made it to the end of the year. We've done twelve episodes. It's been a long journey to get here. Uh, but I'm excited that we're here together, and I know that you have a topic for us today. It's a little special. I know it's a little different, so uh, so we can jump right into it. David, what what are we talking about today, man? We're talking about something really basic, which is a year in review. And I thought that was kind of fitting because there are certain things, like for me, man, what is the significance of John Lithgow being a villain in Cliffhanger? And why does that oh say about God. daddy issues, right? Like, I, I really <laughs> was fascinated by getting in the weeds of various topics. So I think, figured, sure. you know what, it's nice just to take a step back. Let, don't try too hard. Let's just talk about our own years in review. And we don't have to do like a whole like best of bullshit list of movies that we loved or whatever. You can probably talk okay, about Okay, so that remove that from my list because my list is basically a bunch of best. <laughs> oh well, there God. goes my entire list. Thanks a lot, David. <laughs> Appreciate it for that. Uh, I love it, dude. I think that's a great idea. Let's talk about that, man. Um, let's get the big things out. Let me get the big thing out of the way. I'll start with a big thing here that's obviously not a good thing in your review, but it's something that happened to all of us. Uh, David, we survived a so far, a pandemic. Well, as of recording this, uh, twenty twenty one, we have survived a global pandemic in our lifetime. Does that not blow your mind? I, that blows my mind when I think about it. That we have survived and lived through this t- tale that we will tell our kids and potentially go down in the history books. And I was like, I remember when I was in the pandemic and I was making dick jokes with David and we were trying not to go crazy. <laughs> you know, like. That's crazy to me that we survived and we partook in this event of of life, man. It's funny, like it feel it really feels like time has slowed down. It's like a reverse of the Inception rule. Like it, it just it feels like we've been living this for so long. It's almost like a way of life. And so honestly, yeah, until you mentioned it, it hadn't even like struck me. And um, one of the things I, I think it's also interesting because whenever you like someone like you like mentions the pandemic, mm-hmm. I always and I always think about sort of. Uh, the kind of kids these days and, and like and and the the complaints from what tends to be an older generation but not always about like how we're so much more sensitive and yada i'm like we've been through two economic recessions like pe- <laughs> like millennials right especially yeah. two economic recessions yeah. a right global pandemic in which right. all kinds of stupidity and ridiculousness was exposed and that's a lot dude that's i mean you know yeah sure you know, so, some of you old geezers you know you had a proper war I understand. No disrespect, but uh, you know the, the kids these days have not had it easy either. So let's not flex on who had it worse. When yeah, you're right. We this is a pandemic to punctuate two global recessions. Fucking crazy, dude. It's gonna be like when when all is said and done. When the millennials are like in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, and the Gen Zers are underneath us, and whatever the heck the future name of all these other little babies are gonna be, it makes me wonder. Like we're gonna have like a stacked list of like shit i survived right at the very end of it and people are just gonna look at you and say how did you not murder yourself and i was like yep i went through i raged all the way from 9 11 to a freaking pandemic my life is a shit ball of just crazy stuff happening all the time all the while you know 
I'm buying Batman Legos and trying to survive one by one so I don't go crazy. It's going to be nuts, man. It's going to be nuts. I, I, by the way, uh, I, I want to just backtrack because that doesn't the whole like pandemic and review doesn't get into the weeds of things that happen to like certain states. Right. So with California, the wildfires with Texas, right, we had the snowstorm. That was fucking crazy. Oh, it's Snowmageddon like, this year, right? Yeah, Snowmageddon. And then, uh, of course, if you live in Florida, there were the meth gators. You know, so like depending on where you lived, it was just it's even crazier. Basically, every state had an apocalypse this year. Yes, is what it sounds yes. like. Uh, let us know in the comments what your state dealt with with the apocalypse. What did you have? Meth gators? Snow? <laughs> what did what happened in your world? You know, so it's it's that's one of the crazy things that happened. We can go on and on about, but uh, I'm glad that we came together, and I, and I think it's crazy that we found each other during this time. You know. David, a lot of bad stuff has happened. A lot of bad stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll, I'll reflect on that a little later. But a lot of good stuff happened. Like you said earlier, we were talking earlier, you said, you know, you're about to hit a certain age, which I won't say online, for respect out of you, old man. And uh, But you're right. A lot of stuff has happened even in just this year. And I just try to make a quick note. I'm pretty sure I'm missing stuff. But we've had a lot of big things. Um uh, I'll I'll read one of my uh, many many wonderful accomplishments from myself this year. Some of these are big, some of these are small. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of my personal big ones. It's super nerdy and super dumb, but I was really proud of it because I've been working on it. Um, I read the entire, finished reading the entire collection of DC's era of the New 52 comic books. And I know that doesn't mean much to anybody, and I know there's a lot of haters out there for the DC New 52, which is fine. I'm a fan of it. But I wanted to dedicate myself, and it wasn't just a nerd thing. I wanted to dedicate myself to accomplishing something that I've always wanted to do growing up. And that was read an entire particular run or era of books from, from from a company, right? Because I've always wanted to do that. I'm always so impressed with nerds who can rattle on information or have like dedicated themselves to reading all of this particular era, like Golden or Silver Age or, you know, anything like that. So I had made a choice several years ago to collect every book and every trade that I possibly could in single issue of that era and just read it all the way through. And I just wanted to find a chunk of the world that I could grab and hold on and read. And I did. And I feel like I leveled up nerd wise, like, you know, I feel like a like a Super Saiyan, and if someone had a little like you know scope, they could check me out and be like, "He's above nine thousand. Like that would be me right now, dude, just screaming in my room with like Kamea style, with like books flying around me and shit. My hair turns blonde, and I'm just screaming into the sky. I did it! You know, like amazingly proud of myself. Real quick, and uh, I don't need explanations, but best and worst. The yeah, sure, sure. The worst thing in the entire books and I still kills me today was the interpretation of Starfire in Red Hood and the Outlaws and then the best thing I think I read was I really enjoyed the entire run of Earth 2 a, a different earth where a bunch of different things happened to superheroes and new superheroes had to come to light and I enjoyed that entire run from beginning to end it was so good it was so good I cannot believe how good it was man it was so good that was those are my favorite. Starfire, horribly written. Valzad and Earth uh Earth 2 series books. Fantastic. Is that nerdy enough for you, dude? I uh, yeah, it was You it seem was, broken. It was extra. You seem broken. <laughs> I listen, I, I'm not judging here. I just um 
Dude, you're hard judging. What are you talking about? I think I'm soft judging. <laughs> soft judging. Yeah, Thank like you, it's, David. It's, it's, That's it's, it. Soft judging. <laughs> David, that was one of my personal accomplishments that I, you gave me no accolades or claps to. So thanks for that. Uh, what was one of yours this year, dude? You know, listen, I'm going I'm to contrast this nicely with just how different we are. My, my thing was uh, getting a job with D Magazine. Um, and oh. so the uh, so it's just like, you know, minor freelance stuff. But um, sure. I've always obviously loved hockey. We frequently talk about the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks, in fact, is a staple of, mm-hmm. of sort of the personal philosophy in our lives, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you've, um, you've taught me that, dude. You have brought the philosophy of the Mighty D to my life that I didn't realize was even there to begin with. It was sitting there the whole time, and like an archaeologist, you crawled into my fucking soul. You, you dusted some shit around, and you're like, look, Brian, look right here. The philosophy of the Mighty D. That's all you, baby. Bringing the mighty D to big D, um, in this oh. case, Dallas, right? So yeah, the, um, so so anyways, uh, the, the the gig is basically just kind of um, uh, you know writing about hockey, particularly Dallas Stars, and um, and one of the reasons that like man, it's you know I know that we are even though I like to joke about like how different we are when mm-hmm. it comes to hockey. I am a nerd super about different. stuff. Like in the same way that you know you can sit down and read like a shitload of comics about mm-hmm. dra- random, drastically different characters. Like I love to sift through, um, like the late like prospects that may or may not make it to the NHL, or like all the analytics behind what makes a good team. And so, like, I'm just a huge nerd about that stuff. So, I mean, being able, to, especially as someone that isn't really like a fan of like the way the media like covers the team, which is very kind of kids gloves and like, Oh, well they, they didn't make the playoffs this season, but it, it, it's okay that they'll be back. They, they got us, you know, like I, I just hated that shit. So for me to get a job where like my, my style can be seen where I'm again, I've always talked about like Roger Ebert being my inspiration to write. Sabrina will bring that kind of like tenor and demeanor and tone talking right it's, it's really exciting like having like a much bigger audience and uh so that that was really and it was just like total happenstance i posted some blogs on uh sb nation um and the editor who had previously worked at the athletic and vice uh was just like hey i like your shit man how would you like to write for d magazine and i'm like fuck yeah david how the hell are we friends i don't That's understand exactly, yeah man like i dude you and i are so De- these <laughs> d- just these two alone are vastly far apart from one another. I finished a whole book of comic books, and David's like, "I we're not working for a professional magazine and writing sports articles, and I am the Roger Ebert of hockey." <laughs> By the way, here's let's add another wrinkle to that irony, which is that you probably make twice what I do per year. So I mean, let's <laughs> let's also put this in proper context. It sounds like super high, like you know, like uh, you know, I'm like that character in the rom- romantic comedy where like I don't I work a, like a, just a basic ass job. But I still can afford like a three hundred thousand dollar apartment in New York, you know. It, <laughs> listen, that, that's what it sounds like on the surface. I, I, I'm just, it, it, it was just a cool gig. It wasn't about like, oh shit, I got a new job. I would love to get a right. new job. <laughs> Might need to cut <laughs> yeah. that out. Get a job. Oh, get a real job, that. David. <laughs> Working but, for D Magazine. Get a real job, you dang <laughs> hippie. You and your sports. It is so. Oh man, it's hilarious. Because like, listen, and I, I genuinely do mean it's just a soft judge. But I'm also like, man, how could you read like so much shit? <laughs> and I'm like, and for me, I'm like, oh, how can you watch so much fucking yeah, hockey, yes, dude? Yes. It's so boring, dude. We are couldn't be more opposite, David. But I'll tell you what, uh, the one thing that did bring us together 
that was beautiful, and I've already said it before, and this is on my positive list, is the podcast, David. We did the podcast together. We talked about this for so long, and we accomplished it, and we did a lot of like learning because we're new to this world, and I have been so happy about that. And I'll tell you what, on some of the, even though I despise the idea of working more, <laughs> and, and then I have to like, oh, I have to talk to David for an hour? Son of a bitch. As soon as I get into this chair... And I start talking to you, and you start making fun of me and my dad issues, and then I start crying for about an hour, and I cut that out. Like, the podcast is so much fun. And I've talked to you before. I love talking to you, even though I hate you. I love talking to you. I love riffing with you. And this has really given me a focus. It's given me a purpose during this time. It's given me an outlet and has been really one of the big stabilizers to getting through the to this this friggin' pandemic, and also just my own personal demons. So that that's one of the big things that I think you and I share. Unless I'm wrong, and you absolutely hate this podcast this whole time, and you're just doing me a favor. I love how you catalog all the times that I'm I insult you or mean to you. And in nowhere, in no, like nowhere in that description is like, and I fight back and I stand up for myself. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, Brian, like if that, again, we're just two different people. You'll, you'll just sit there and take it. Um, I'm sorry David, for giving it, but. Yeah. David, as we said in the podcast, there's two, there's, there's two versions of us. There's the one guy who gets shoved in the locker. There's the <laughs> other guy who shoves the other person in the locker. Can we all guess who each person is? I think we can, David. Yeah, that's another accomplishment. This year, man, you started going to the gym. I, I can see some I, muscles. Like they're, The biceps aren't fully developed. But um, David, the weight loss has been a huge thing on my list of a personal journey. And you know what's funny? Dude, is when we started this thing, I was 200 plus pounds. When I started this with you, I was a good damn. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. How dare you? <laughs> I was a gordito, 200 plus pounds. I was having a lot of health issues. I was super unhappy. I was out of a breakup. I was just like, I hit my life. And I was just shoving tacos and pizzas and or like lemon chicken. R- yes. You know, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of uh, foods in my mouth. And, and then I decided a couple of months ago to say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And with the help of a trainer of mine, uh, Brohammer Fitness, check him out. He's on Facebook. Uh, he got me back into shape. I am I am at 173 now, David, on my nice. target weight to 165. So hopefully in the podcast, we'll talk about that, man. But I fit in my clothes. I don't feel bloated all the time. I don't feel like I'm going to pop. And, you know, the whole goal of this was to be healthy. But the real goal is because I want to be that guy who shoves you in the fucking locker, David. That's my goal, dude. You know, maybe we need to take this uh, uh, podcast to its logical conclusion, which is we have a cage match. You know, well, maybe maybe <laughs> we just, it's jujitsu, maybe just boxing. But like at last, you get to just purge like eons of like locker shoving repression dude our first our first podcast tour when we're all badass and famous should be called like you know like son of ortiz versus david castle in you know i'm saying like uh you know wreck the cage and it's like a cage match (laughs) theme for us you got to take off the Z, though, man. It's son of Orthy. You know, you almost sound like a pasta. Orth- That's oh, really you're taking important. off the Z. Wow, thanks. Way to butcher my name. A son of Orthy versus David right, yeah. Castle in 
Wreck the Cave. I think it's this great. Sunday, also Saturday, but mostly Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, is this like a Jake Paul event? Is this paper? Oh my god! Yeah, thank you for noticing the weight loss, dude. Getting jacked, bro. I want to look good for you. I want to look good for our fans. I want to feel good, dude. I never want to go back up to that weight again. So, so help me God, and put you on blast, David. What is another? You just knocked another one out of my list for me. So I appreciate that. Good, smooth transition, David. What is one of your other positives from this year, man? And we know we're going to... Wait, hold on. Before I go, Dave, we're going to say we have a common one that we both want to talk about, but we're going to save that to the end because that's okay, the big okay. one for us. And you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So, David, what else What else happened for you this year, buddy? So, th- this year, I also finished my book. Uh, <gasps> that's right! Yes. You finished uh, your book! I, I, I'm so that, proud of you, boy. I'm so proud of you. Now, I'm, I'm still in the process of looking for literary agents because I'm not someone that wants to self-publish Given the research I've done, uh, self-publish unless that's just a last resort. But um, right. you know, like, but but anyways, like beyond just like the the weeds of like you know what it's going to take to like get it like published and yada yada yada. Like it was just a lot of fun writing science because I'm always the the reason why I got into and decided to write is just that uh, as someone that tends to be just critical by nature like i was just like you know what man yeah. let's, let's let's get off the sidelines like you know let's let's create something Ooh, yeah dude get in the game and, um and so yeah i, I don't I, there are a lot of things about science fiction is obviously a beloved genre and i totally get it i like it as well but there are also a lot of things i don't like about it and that's kind of part of the uh, inspiration for writing the story which is like let's let's try to set a precedent let's try to like you know sort of set a higher standard because um, <laughs> science fiction is in a shithole right now. David Castle's here to fix that and lift it to the next level. Okay, so that's saying, probably David? not. So like that's that was the goal. Yes, like I wanted to kind of <laughs> dream big here, in part because like Screw well Asimov. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Because <laughs> science fiction, science fiction used to be about terraforming, going to the stars. Now it's about like. Dude, what would happen if, if you, the Facebook app like just went fucking rogue and like just turned on you and like Facebook was Skynet? I'm sick of that dude, shit. Dude, hey, dude, like, don't say that out loud. Dude, that is an excellent pitch for a movie, David. Dude, you're on gold there, dude. Right? Don't, don't, don't give me that face, dude. Write that down. That's, That's like every Black right Mirror there, episode ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but David Castle wrote this version, man. That book's gonna sell. Look, what's gonna happen is you're gonna sell that book, and then it's gonna be huge, and then no one's gonna buy this book that you just wrote because they're like, it's no. What is this? What is this? Where's the cool, freaky Facebook uh, horror uh, sci-fi book from David Castle? Let me add one last thing too, uh, which I really appreciate, by the way. Um, to me, like I've never really done anything creative. Like, yes, I, I've written about hockey, but um, like truly kind of building the world, trying to kind of do something that you see all the time others do, whether it's in comic books or filmmaking, um, was a lot of fun. But also, like I realized, like man, you know what? I'm I'm not an artist, but you know what? That's okay. Like I'm I'm a writer, and I just I, like I'm here to work, and that's exactly what the book was—a was shitload of work. Dude, you're gonna be like that eccentric dude who sits in like in a room Fuck full no. of books, Fuck smoking no. like one cigar with your typewriter, being like <laughs> writing these sports science fiction novels in the freaking cave somewhere because you don't want to be seen by people. Dude, <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations, David, because accomplishing like accomplishing that period alone, that is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, dude, anyone who is an artist, which you are now, and you always have been now, you're a writer, you're an artist, you're a writer, director, actor, creator, influencer, something making something and actually putting it out 
pass or fail, which is what you and I did with this. This could go nowhere, but you and I did it. The fact that we accomplished it together, that you wrote a book, David, and you finished it, that deserves an applause, my dude. That is some sure will right there, my guy. I appreciate it. That uh, it means a lot. Uh, and it was just pain in the ass. And of course, like, you know, you're someone that um, knows what it's like to like create something, put it out there, pour your heart and soul into it and, you know, um, let the chips fall where they may. I like That's it noted that uh, I have not read this book. David has not let me read this book yet. Uh, other friends have read this book, but the man in this room with you who loves you has not read the book. I just want to throw that out to the audience. But you know what? I don't need to, David, because I already know it's going to be great. My, My dude, wife you has not it. even read this book. Wow. Just FYI. Cool. Then me, me and your wife can hang out in the same lobby hanging out <laughs> waiting to read this damn book. <laughs> I guess we'll check it out when it hits Amazon shelves. Thanks, dude. That that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like it's uh, certain people, I will let read when it's published. Wow. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Selective people can only read this. Uh, <laughs> David will be an elitist writer, and only those that he deems worthy shall read this opus masterpiece. David, congratulations, my dude. I can't wait, and I'm sure our audience can't wait either. Um, David, one of the um, one of the big things that I got to do this year. Uh, was obviously we were in a pandemic, and yet I still was able to see a couple of movies. Have yeah. you partaken in any of that, David? Have you watched any big budget movies at home during the pandemic? You know, honestly, I just have one, Old Henry. Really? I'm not, I'm not saying Old Henry so I can, you know, for some fucking art house cred and like, oh, well, you know, like <laughs> Dune is just so beyond me. No, Dune, I, I, I didn't think Dune was like great, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but Old Henry, like, it's so. It looks like just kind of like a real sort of like low budget kind of gritty, uh, you know, wild, not Wild West, but kind of like Western ish. Sure. Thriller. And um, and somehow it's 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 somehow a little bit more than that. And it just does it with some like clean storytelling. And Old Henry Man is just like so I, I cannot recommend that movie enough. And I it just stands above the crowd so much for me that I'm sure I can remember. There are plenty of other movies that I saw, but just that was the movie. For Dude. Me. Now I want to see that. I, I didn't see that movie. Now I want to see it. You sold me, David. You sold me on it, my dude. Um, I had a I had a series. It was interesting. Like there was one movie in the beginning of the pandemic that I was dying to see, and I and I, I was very scared to go to the movies at the time, but I risked it because I really wanted to see this movie so bad. And for me, it was Bob Odenkirk in Mister Nobody. Ooh, all right. I remember which that. Which was a really, really, really fun action maybe slightly comedy film from like early 2021 and it really uh, was dynamic and it was fun it was from the people who had brought you john wick so i was kind of already sold and and the greatest thing of all was watching a master of bob odenkirk who I'm, i've been a fan of since mr show bulk up dedicate himself put the time and the commitment in to like look badass to do the moves to be a cool guy and just give us a, a different action hero you know what i'm saying and i was in love with it and i was dying for a sequel so here's to hoping that there's a sequel for that movie man it's we we have very different tastes and oh and i like dune by the way i'm with i like dune uh, David, those are the movies that we enjoyed for this year. Uh, what else do you got on your list, man? Uh, yes, they're uh, so Nicole and I uh, sponsored um, uh, our pig sponsors for an animal sanctuary named Piggins and Banks. And I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yes, my the uh, pig sponsor's name is Bobby. Uh, 
She's a massive potbelly pig. Uh, she okay. sponsors a pig named uh, Hulk. Um, I actually got my parents to also sponsor uh, a couple pigs from this uh, animal, this pig sanctuary in uh, Virginia. And and the reason why I mentioned it, the reason why I'm, I'm happy about it is that um, I, don't, I always I feel like there is, and this is not to like you know sort of publicize you know personal charity or like you know make yourself yes, sound show like, us how good a person you are, David. Continue. Exactly right. I mean, because because uh-huh, I've uh-huh, I've had uh-huh. bacon here and there, right? So that's so put myself you out monster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I I think there's there's something to you know. You think we always talk about like protecting the most vulnerable, and and you know we talk about old people, we talk about sure. children, um, and you know animals are even more vulnerable than that. And and so uh, for some reason, like I just hanging out on Instagram, I, I saw like what I realized like most people probably don't think huge uh, pigs are, are adorable, but like uh, I would get like fed like these pictures of pigs on my Instagram feed. <laughs> And I, that's so the like, algorithm. T- it heard yes. you say something about bacon or pigs, and it was like, "Hey, you <laughs> like pigs? Let me show you a ton of pigs." So I fell down this rabbit hole, and and just uh, <laughs> man, you know what? Uh, man, the pigs are kind of adorable, and and even the the big pot belly ones. If I did have a pet, it'd probably be a pig, and I'm gonna be a pig sponsor, and and that was. Um, for some reason, I just I find that's fulfilling. Damn, dude! I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that was a thing, dude. I thought you were gonna like. So you don't eat the pig, is that right? <laughs> Correct. Yes. What if this whole thing was just a scam, dude, and somebody was like, you know, hey, help raise a pig, and really they're just taking your money and then selling the pig? How do you keep? Do you keep up? Does the pig send you messages or pictures or something? How do you know that it's real? So, um, so you can check the uh, the Instagram feed at Pigs and Banks. Now, obviously, like anything could be a scam in this day and age, right? Um, but um, uh, but for one, they do make their uh, financial records public. Um, and you can just okay. go, it's, it's a government website, right? So it's nonprofit and, and yes, you, you actually, if you're a sponsor, you can, for, for one, you get a packet with like a little, okay. like sort of like a letter, <laughs> a thank you, like a cool, like a uh, picture that we put on the fridge and, um, and, and it, whenever you want, you can, uh, text the, uh, um, the guy, ask him for a picture okay. of your pig and you'll get a picture or video of the pig in question. Um, wow, so, that is I, David. I am shocked. I did not know that was a thing. Uh, we'll definitely have to put a link in the description if people want to sponsor a pig, dude. Look at you trying to. You know what? By the way, you the should, I, I would love at, to see you sponsor a pig as well, and I would be curious I, which pig I you would eat sponsor. pig like crazy though, dude. Oh. I'd be a hypocrite beyond understanding. I'm not giving up the pork. I'm sorry, David, but I love that you do it. And, you know, it's it's cool to me because even though you uh, you give me so much shit and uh, most of the times I walk away from this thing crying and are re-questioning my life, it's nice to know that deep down inside you're you're one of those guys at the store where, like, that guy is a total asshole. And then someone turns around and says, hey, that guy just gave his entire paycheck to an orphanage. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's you, dude. That's you. You're, uh, you're an angel. Um, all right. David, we're coming at the end here. We've reached the end, the zenith of something you and I both want to talk about, something that I think I was really looking forward to, and I know uh, hopefully you were looking forward to, because if you weren't, <laughs> this would have been really bad. David, we got to, well, I got to attend your wedding, and you got to have your wedding, my guy. That was, yeah, the wedding was something that I think when the, when the day of hit, 
Um, for for one, I, I want to just really like uh, kind of confess pride in the fact uh, that oh. um, when it like in terms of the deciding to get married, that was just mm. a discussion Nicole and I just decided to have. It wasn't like you know I didn't like put her on like listen. No, no disrespect to the people that do this, but like the whole grand gesture shit where you put somebody on the spot, make them feel pressured. Like this especially applies to people that do this on live television, like a sports <laughs> game. The guy proposes. Okay. And of course she's okay. like, she's, you know, pressured and saying yes, because like millions of people are watching. They're going to call her like, you know, uh, you know, a dick if she like says no, because like, oh, well, look what he did for you. And um, so, so I always knew. What's wrong with you? That man just wrote your name in the sky yeah. and had a bunch of like orphan kids sing a song to you. Exactly. What's wrong like, with you? Uh, so, I, so we we just decided like, hey, let's let's have this. It, it, I know it sounds really like cold and unromantic, but to me, it was just very adult. It's like, this is something we should pursue, right? Um, so, anyways, we did that, right? And then, of course, the day of hits and. Um, Honestly, a lot of the day was just like relief and like, oh, it's great, but let's get it over with. And I think we were kind of both on that same wavelength just because so much went into it, especially on her side. And um, and you can you were since you were there, right? Yes, like, I the, was there. The, I somehow snuck in an invitation, ladies and gentlemen. Despite yes. what you may think, I was allowed to attend. I was released from my cage, my locker cage, and allowed to show up to David's wedding. It did. It took a non-disclosure agreement and everything, but uh, it did ultimately. Yeah, allow I can't Brian. tell people I'm your friend. <laughs> so it's really weird. <laughs> but, David, I'm lucky, dude. I even got to sneak in and get a snag an invite to your secret, awesome, beautiful brunch slash breakfast slash brunch. What I was gonna say though is that you were there, so you can tell people that Nicole and like the months of like anxiety and stress because she organized orchestrated the whole thing. Whether or not, like, you could see that care and work into it. Oh, oh, David, let let's, let it be known. It is very well known that she did an, She took a lot of care in this whole thing. It was it was beautiful across the board. Very thought out. Very meticulously picked. You know, in fact, if I if you had if you hadn't told me that she had done so much, I would have think that you would have hired an entire company and team to do all this because it was oh, so man, well was, thought out and planned out. You know what I mean? The from a that beautiful brunch that I snuck into with with our with our good friend Rick that I was able to meet your parents, uh, meet her family and friends, and I got to sneak into some photos and and hoof down a whole bunch of croissants. And coffee and Cinnabons. It was amazing, man. And then afterwards, the wedding itself, perfect. Just perfect. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. There was refreshments everywhere. I drowned too much of whatever that red drink was, but it was delicious. Uh, the butterflies that you released. And I'd like it to be known, and we will talk about this further forever and ever, for all the times that you will ever give me brunch of fucking nerd I would like it known on this record that your groom's cake was in the shape of a Magic the Gathering card, That's... folks. It don't get nerdier than that, people. It don't get nerdier than that. It does not, and I've never denied it. Never. It was a Magic the Gathering fucking cake, <laughs> and it was delicious. I have photos, and maybe if we ever get a Patreon, I will share it exclusively, and this will always be my proof 
that for all the garbage you give me, you had a Magic the Gathering cake at your wedding, my guy, which was delicious, by the way. And so was her cake. Gorgeous. You also had a taco bar and a biscuit bar, one of the two greatest things you could possibly ask for, my guy. Possibly now, now, ask for now, now. Like, who? If you could have guessed, would you have assumed that she recommended the biscuit bar and I recommended the taco bar? I know you want me to think that it was you <laughs> who did the taco. I know you want me to sound racist and be like, "Well, the 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 Hispanic dude picked the the Latino picked the taco bar, right? Because that's what it was, and the 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 pretty white girl picked the biscuit bar, right? No, David, no. Okay, I know this game. I know who picked what. You, sir, you picked the biscuit bar. I, that's correct. She I, was smart enough to add the taco bar to it. That is, that is correct. And and credit to her. I, I wasn't really, you know, maybe I was trying to kind of like, you know, sort of wire you into saying something that you didn't mean, but um, but I, I did think that that was, you know, there was a Latino flavor, if you will, to the wedding. And I didn't know if you kind of picked up on that besides the obvious. Was that from her though, right? Bar. That was yes. from her, not from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought no Latino flavor to this thing. It was all her. Well, I had my last name there. Oh, I'm glad you showed up, David. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up for the day of. Congrats. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, I don't know what you said to her in your vows because there was a plane and it was too quiet, but I heard the word money train and I was already sold, my guy. (laughs) And one day I'm going to want to hear, I don't want to do it now, but next episode or one of these episodes, I want to hear what you talked about because you said money train and I was sold, by the way, sold. I was like, well, this marriage is going to work. Real quick, it it was 100% a money train reference. Like I'm not trying to like front here, uh, but yes, you, you heard right. That was the one of the most epic moments. And I had a blast, dude. You know, I got to hang out with you. Uh, we hung out with our very close and uh, very close and best friend, Rick Garillo, and his wonderful wife, Erika. And I got to hang out with him the entire time. And it way, was amazing. And I, I forgot to add, you also got to, I presume, hang out with some of my other friends, which you've never actually met. Yes, until. I did. It was great, man. I got to meet your other friends, uh, some of them being your Magic the Gathering friends, who were very fucking cool. You had friends from like high school, I think, too, right? Yeah, old school friends. Yes, yes, dude. And he was great. And again, I've said it before in the the previous episodes. I got to meet your parents, which was amazing. Uh, They were your dad was awesome. I had him tell me about Lechuza story, which was awesome, dude. He told me the whole thing. It was so good. So good. Your dad's awesome. Your mom's awesome. Your brother's awesome. And then uh, Nicole's family is really, really great. I really enjoyed meeting them and making new connections with them. And they were all so wonderfully nice. And then at the end of it all, David, you rolled out in the most classiest way possible in the most classiest old school car. Do you remember what the car was, David? uh, I don't actually. It was. uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) I know it's terrible, right? Like it wasn't like a student. Studebaker. I can't remember what it was like a 30s, uh, I think like Yeah, it straight up looked like a Dick Tracy car and it was amazing. It was amazing. Y'all rolled out, you left us in the heat, and we were like, let's go home. We can stop celebrating David now for the love of God, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It was a great wedding, dude. I had a blast, man. It was so good. I'm glad you did. Like I it was one of the things like we meant it to feel like a kind of a just like a celebration, a party, not like a ritual and like a sort of you know, yeah, sure. Maybe if people have been crying, that would have been like a sign of like sincere. But like for the most part, I feel like the crying is is largely sort of theatrical. These are like the crying is usually from people that just know how like <laughs> how on edge and how 
fragile the relationship is to begin with and that like this is the last <laughs> moment of like confidence stability well that's judgmental but anyways it was um, a beautiful wedding and i'm sure if there was like a camera panning on people they would be like it would cross across the the, the floor and you'd see family members with little tears and people hugging and smiling and we were super excited and it would cut to me in the back with my arms crossed being like she's stealing my man that son of a bitch <laughs> just angry and just like mm, mean mugging and just excited but you know what i couldn't stay mad man you had me release butterflies so that was beautiful that, you can't that, be mad at that, that was, dude by the way that was a skill she had to learn uh for like a day and a half she had to keep these butterflies on ice for every four hours ice packs and ice itself just to make sure those butterflies stayed alive until that afternoon so credit to dude you. it was epic yeah, it was an epic you. wedding my dude it was absolutely an epic wedding and again i loved it man anytime that i get an excuse to hang out with you and rick and just just all day long, just talk about dumb stuff and have a great time with people. By the way, Dude, that's we all will, you want out of a wedding. By the way, we will post a photo of. So I sent you. I emailed you a photo. Yes. Yeah. That, oh, can we? Can we post that? That photo will be on our whether like Facebook, social media, Instagram, whatever. Yes. We'll post it on our social media for sure, ladies and gentlemen. A photo from the wedding that pretty much encompasses our relationship <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> Perfectly to a T, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you liked it. And with that, David, we come to the end of our show and to the end of the year, my guy. Hey, man, congratulations. And honestly, uh, you know, as much as I really hate you, congratulations on us making it this far, achieving this goal, putting this out. You know, we're small and we're growing. Um, We have one fan. We have two fans. Three. No, no. We have three fans. I know for a fact. And one review. And you know what? You know what? That's a start, baby. That's a start, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We hope. We hope to bring you more. Uh, David, thanks for doing this podcast with me. Thanks for agreeing to do this podcast with me, man. And thanks for being the first person to say, I still want to do this with you. And I was like, but we don't even barely know each other. And you're like, yeah, let's try it. And that meant the world to me. And here we are. And I couldn't be happier, my guy. You know, I, I appreciate that. I, I've been kind of like ignoring some of the, some of your accomplishments for the year. Not because I feel like, oh, from, uh, I'm just so much, you know, better. I talk about like a book and a wedding and a blah, 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 and a job, <laughs> even though you make like twice what I make. But uh, what I would say is that um, I'm happy for you too, Brian. Well, thank you, David. But yes, the uh, sort of the podcast is another big element. You know, I didn't mention that uh, not just because I hate you, but also because it has been fun. You know, because I really came into this with the idea that we're just going to like hang out and talk. Instead, like every episode has kind of turned into something personal and cathartic and it never uh, feels like work. Part of that is, you know, most of that's driven by you and your kind of like creative mindset, what you envision for the show. Because for me, in the beginning, I was just like, I'm along for this ride. Yeah, let's have some fun. As opposed to something like deliberate and creative and uh, good shit, Brian. Thank you, David. You know, I I thought this was going to be a train wreck. Um, I still think it's a train wreck, but now it's a train wreck with wheels. And that's awesome. Yes. (laughs) But you know what? I'll tell you what I didn't know. Like you said, I didn't think at the end of the day that this would be cathartic. And learning more about how you operate through life 
has motivated me to readjust how I think about things. And that's hard to do the older you get, man. It's hard to learn new things. And, and it's hard to listen to someone and take what they say and apply it. And with you, because of the way you have guided me on several areas, um, the amount of fun you make of me because of my dick, um, like it just really, really means the world to me that uh, we do this, that I have learned from you and your experiences, and you have made me a better man, David. You have made me a better man because of this podcast. I thank you for that. Lofty. Those big words. All right, enough of this ooshy-gooshy crap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this year in review. We will see you in 2022, where we hope to get more going. Future goals, David? I want to get us a Patreon one day, because that would be fun to do exclusive content for people. And two, the biggest reason I want to do all of this is because I want to play D&D with you on this show and put that out. That's the only reason I agreed to do any of this. I just want to play D&D with you and make you do stuff like kill goblins and things. If you do that, you got to play Magic the Gathering. Well, the ma- I'm telling you, the Magic the Gathering okay, should be right. the, the awesome exclusive for the Patreon with a live feed of us playing it. Okay. That would be amazing. If you want to see that, ladies and gentlemen, you can do that by hitting us up. Uh, when you do, remember to like, share, Give us five stars. If you leave a review, we'll read it out loud. If you give us five stars and leave a bad review, we'll still read it out loud. If you'd like to tell us how great we're doing or demand or or in, if you'd like to tell us how good we're doing or if you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about because we're lazy and we don't want to come up with topics or you'd like some advice on something going on in your life, you can email us at wreckthepod at gmail. Dot com. That's R-E-C, the pod, at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at, and TikTok at WreckThePod. Let us hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. If you want us to play D&D or do some Magic the Gathering stuff, let us know. We want to co- talk to you. We want to move forward. We want to make cool content. David, any last words before we leave this year? Happy New Year's. Rand, like I was going to say listeners, but we, we just talked about like a couple people. Uh, right but uh yeah like uh, listen uh, happy holidays happy new year brian you're a piece of shit but also a good friend so david i fucking hate you happy new year everybody we'll see you next time bye bye Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by.